Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Monetization Masters podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Gallett. Thanks for joining me today. I encourage you to follow the podcast on your platform of choice. The idea behind the podcast is to meet people who are thought leaders and practitioners in the growing and influential monetization space, and to give them a platform to share their quick thoughts or ideas. If you're interested in joining me as a guest, I'd love to have you. Feel free to reach out to me directly at jeff.g at monetize360.io. That's G-E-O-F-F dot G at monetize360.io. Megan Burns joins us today. Megan is an experienced strategist, author, and keynote speaker who helps corporate leaders drive profitable growth by activating their entire organization to deliver a world-class customer experience. She's a former vice president at Forrester and has advised more than half of the Fortune 100, including FedEx, Verizon, Akamai, and Workday over a 20-year career. As architect of two of the industry's most well-known frameworks, the Customer Experience Index and the Outside-In Maturity Model, she is considered one of the world's foremost experts on leading experience transformation at scale. Megan's insights have been featured in dozens of business publications, including Inc. Magazine and Ad Age, and on TV on outlets such as CNBC. She's a popular speaker at events like the Wall Street Journal's Experience Management Forum, the Chief Experience Officer Summit, and the CXPA Insight Exchange. So hi, Megan. Thanks for joining me today on the Monetization Mastered Podcast. It's really a pleasure to have you on. It's great to be here, Jeff. Good to see you. Good to see you too. So I wanted to quickly jump into the topic. As you know, the subject matter of the podcast is monetization masters, and the idea is to get across to people some best practices or ideas that they might be able to use, or at least food for thought that they can use going forward as they seek better ways of monetizing their solutions. It's interesting. A couple of weeks ago, I spoke to a guest on the podcast, Andrew Daly from MGI Research. And Andrew shared data and he kind of, he threw it across as a data point in the podcast. We didn't really go deep into it. That 30% of all interactions with a customer service organization have something to do with, and I'm making quote marks, I have a question about my bill. And I know mm -hmm. you and I have talked about this topic in the past, and I thought you would be best positioned of anybody I know to really talk about this from the perspective of customer experience. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, and there are a couple of different reasons that I think that's probably the case. Uh, one is if the product is too confusing up front or the service is too confusing up front, people don't necessarily understand what they were being charged for. And so you get the bill uh, on the other end and it doesn't quite match what they thought. So they're calling to understand uh, anything to do with money is in particular anxiety driven. So we used to see this uh, in healthcare a lot too, and the, obviously the two overlap, that people thought they understood but would call anyway just to be sure. Mm -hmm. So I suspect there's some of that um, going on from a billing perspective. There's also how you communicate things on the bill uh, and just understanding and, and labeling what they are. You know, I having a broadcast fee for cable television, it's like, well, isn't that what the service is about? You know, so there are things that people just how you label it um, can make it very different. So there's so many things that even if they don't go wrong, that can potentially be confusing about a bill. And especially if the bill is variable um, from billing period to billing period. So it doesn't surprise me that it's 
that it's 30%. I might've even thought it would be a little higher. I remember back, you and I had a conversation a while back in which you mentioned that in your background, way back in your history, when you worked at AT AT&T, that one of your very first projects was creating e-bills, I think, for AT&T's wireless services at the time. And, you know, you think about it, that was not to date us a while ago. And so the problem has existed and it hasn't really gotten better, I don't think. No, and we were, I was actually doing e-bills for wireline, landlines. Wow. Okay. So at least e-billing for wireless customers, this was in the late 90s, you know, people were a little bit more tech familiar. Yeah, and just the the mechanics required to get a bill digitally displayed out of these big, complex legacy systems. We used to have a lot of business people who would think, oh, it's a website. Well, no, it's it's not a website. It's a piece, a complex piece of software that's being rendered on a website. So the potential for things to go wrong is high to begin with. And then you add kind of the emotional uncertainty uh, to that and you just get a recipe for um, for doubt. I would imagine that there's not a huge amount of emphasis in the training process of customer service agents to be empathetic that way about billing issues. To really be able to sit down and say, you know what, let me just spend some time with you and walk you through the nuances of this bill that we sent you. And by the way, your bill is different than the last person who called me and it's different than the next person who's going to call me. Am, am I right in assuming that? or? Um, I don't know from a training perspective. I do know from an experience perspective that recording videos and walking you through your bill and the, actually making the redesign and the explanation of a bill, a, a journey in and of itself and an explanation, um, that has become much more popular. And I think some of that had to do with things that came out of the 2008 financial crisis where um being confusing was not an excuse for your customer's understanding, right? right? Your job was to make them understand. So I do think there's more of that. I don't know. Um, I, I truly don't know because I haven't studied this, um, how much of that happens in training. I know there's there's more emphasis being put on empathy in general, but it's hard sometimes to understand you don't know what's going on in someone's life. You don't know what that bill comes on top of or comes after, you know? So the emotional intensity of what could seem like a reasonably small thing could actually feel really big to the customer. And you have to be able to pick up on that. So another thing that was interesting to me is in when, when Andrew was talking about it a couple of weeks ago, the context that he was talking about it from was, and it, it was funny to me, you know, as you know, my background coming out of the customer experience space where you're at and his his premise was that so much money has been spent in customer experience. And it started off with just making the website better, kind of what we were talking about before the world I lived in for a long time. And so much of that has now migrated into let's make the entire operation of the company as frictionless or friction free as we possibly can. But his sense is that people are not necessarily recognizing the connection of the billing process to that in terms of somewhere that they should invest money in. It's like we generate the bills, we get paid for the bills, we'll fix it, but it's way down the road. His premise was it may be should be something that should be focused on a little sooner than later. You know, I absolutely agree. And I think it's, you know, a, a billing experience 
I will say rarely, I won't say never, but it's rarely the make or break thing that says, I'm never going to do business with you again. Um, but it can definitely be chipping away and an erosion of trust. Um, and there are some companies and some industries where people already assume they're trying to pull one over on you, right? So they're, if there's any sort of confusion or discrepancy in the bill, they're not giving you the benefit of the doubt. They're like, all right, what are you trying to do here? Um, I actually had this example last week. I had my annual checkup with my doctor and I got a bill from the medical facility and they are now billing it as part half preventative and half a medical office visit. So if you discuss any pre-existing condition with your doctor during your annual checkup, now it's a hundred and something dollars as opposed to just your regular copay. And I was like, and they had signs up all over saying that this was going to be true. And when I got it, I was like, this, this is not only stupid, it's probably borderline illegal, <laughs> right? So even when people know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but the point being, you know, that that billing is a key moment of truth from a trust perspective, both from there's two components of trust. One is um, character. Do I think you have my best interests at heart? The other is competence. And if the bill is wrong, it can create doubt about both. You know, uh, how am I going to bank with you when you can't even get my bill right yeah. on a monthly basis? Um, so I think it definitely does have a bigger impact than people realize. It just may not be a direct impact, but it's like chipping away at the bottom of the tree. You know, you might have branches falling down here and there, but you you let the bottom of the tree rot and eventually tips over. Yeah, all thing falls over. So, um, in closing, any any particular guidance or any particular insight you think that we could leave for the listeners that they ought to think about when it comes to this dilemma? I would say first and foremost is to start with the purchase and or use journey, depending on your business model, because that is where, in, in my experience, that is where so many of the issues with the bill come from, is a disconnect between how the person was thinking about what they were buying and would be billed to what they are actually seeing. And so we tend to look at the bill and think that's the place to start, but the root cause is usually much, much further up in the experience. Um, and also being proactive. I mean, this is one thing my uh, my cell phone provider has done, I think, a pretty good job of is they will proactively, before I got on an unlimited plan, they would proactively text you, hey, you know, you've got 10 days in your cycle and you're uh -huh. uh, hitting on your data limit. And it used to be that you would just get the bill and go, whoa, why is that an extra 30 bucks? Um, but they've been proactive so that people can manage usage-based things in the bill. So I think that combination of starting up front and then thinking about what can we do to make sure that what's on the bill is A, not going to be a surprise and B, feels like something the customer has control over. Um, those are some really core experience premises that I think can have a big impact here. Great. Thank you so much for joining me today and uh, hopefully talk to you soon. My pleasure. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Monetization Masters. Your feedback is always welcomed, as are your shares and, of course, your reviews of the podcast. Please follow and review Monetization Masters on your platform of choice, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. We'll talk to you next time.